Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. So I want to begin this episode by acknowledging that I am not an expert in this topic, Um, nor could I ever be because obviously um, I am not a a black woman. And but, but I I felt like this was such this is such an important topic that I wanted to dis- to start discussing it. Um, and if it is something that you are interested in, I highly recommend continuing to do research, figuring out how you can um, support positive change with the maternal health crisis for women of color in the United States. And I'm going to be providing um, a list of suggestions in the show notes to to help us all figure out how we can do more to support, again, positive, positive change in this area. Um, so I, I first decided um, that I, I really, this is something that I I needed to start researching more. I needed to yeah, go deeper into when I made a video last year about dying during childbirth, um, where I mentioned how incredibly rare it is to die in child during childbirth in the United States. Um, and a black woman left a comment saying that, you know, she's like, dying during childbirth in the United States isn't as rare for women of color. And she was absolutely right. Um, it is shocking that according to the CDC, um, Black women, American Indian women, and Alaska Native, Alaska Native women um, are two to three times more likely to die from pregnancy-related causes than white women. And the dangers really seem to be the, the starkest for, for Black women. Um, and I've read that Black women are actually four times as likely to die during childbirth, um, during pregnancy, or in the first year after the baby's birth than white women. And this figure is even higher in, in certain areas. You know, for example, Black women in New York City are up to 12 times as likely to die during pregnancy and childbirth than white women. And income and, and education levels 
really have little impact on pregnancy and birth risks for women of color. You know, there's celebrities like Serena Williams, Meghan Markle, they've reported that they were not taken seriously when they reported various concerns um, to care providers during pregnancy. And, And then this is one of the saddest stories. Um, it, you know, the, I don't know if you've heard of the mom, Kira Johnson, who died soon after childbirth. And so the story with Kira is that she reported severe pain in her abdomen shortly after a C-section and she started to shake. She grew pale. She even had blood in her catheter. And even though her husband repeatedly told medical staff at the hospital and asked for their help and asked them to figure out what was going on with Kira. She did not receive care for 10 hours. And when she was finally taken into surgery, when they finally realized that something was wrong, there were three liters of blood in her abdomen because the doctors had accidentally cut her bladder during the C-section and she had been internally bleeding ever since. And she died on the operating table. And sadly, just like Kira's death was entirely preventable, two out of every three of these deaths are also preventable. You know, the the primary complications that often lead to these deaths include uh, cardiomyopathy, which is a disease of the heart muscle that makes it harder for the blood to, to pump blood to the rest of the body, and it can result in heart failure. Um, there's thrombotic pulmonary embolism, which occurs when there's a clump of, of material like a blood clot that gets wedged into an artery in the lungs, and this can uh, block blood flow. Hypertensive disorders, which are related to high blood pressure, and, and postpartum hemorrhaging, which is excessive blood loss. Um, in addition, you know, C-section rates are often higher for black women than white women. And and as we saw with Kira, C-sections can have big risks, you know, especially when your your post-operation concerns are not taken seriously. So, you know, while this is a complex issue, one of the the causes of this disparity is implicit bias in the healthcare setting. And implicit bias is when we have, you know, certain attitudes towards people and associate them with with certain stereotypes, usually without being consciously aware of these these biased perceptions. And and this implicit bias, it can result in care providers kind of just brushing away the concerns of of Black women specifically during pregnancy and childbirth and and not believing them when they think that that something is wrong. And, And this can lead to substandard care, serious issues not being properly addressed in a timely manner. It can be really um, damaging. And understandably, it can also make women feel invisible and completely, you know, unheard and incapable of understanding their own bodies. So, you know, it's no surprise that that the CDC reports that many pregnancy-related deaths are connected to Black women not having access to appropriate and high-quality care, um, a missed or delayed diagnosis, um, and in some cases, you know, lack of knowledge 
in pregnant women and their care providers about, about warning signs of certain complications. And studies, there's a lot of studies that suggest that, you know, 60% or more of pregnancy-related deaths could have been prevented if these issues, you know, were, were properly addressed. Um, another major issue is that Black infants horribly are twice as likely to die as non-Hispanic white infants. And many of these deaths are caused by, you know, congenital abnormalities like heart defects, neural tube defects, um, or Down syndrome, in addition to complications from, from preterm birth. And preterm birth, you know, this is an especially big issue that often stems from structural racism and healthcare settings, which, you know, means that Black women often receive poorer quality care in these settings than, than white women. And sometimes these women are even denied care and, and often not treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve. And it's also been found that that black babies often receive lower quality care after birth, especially in NICU units, um, than than white babies. So with all that said, it's really not surprising to hear that, you know, studies have found that the stress caused by this racism can cause something called weathering. And Weathering is a chain of biological responses that negatively impact a woman's physical and mental health. This then makes her more susceptible to pregnancy complications. And of course, you know, Black women, they're often experiencing some level of racism in almost every other setting that can exaggerate the, the stress that they're under during pregnancy. Um, and another factor is the bombardment of messages women get from the media about, you know, their higher risk for a variety of, of health issues. Um, and, and this issue is not helped at all by the fact that many medical schools still teach, you know, fallacies rooted in racism. So, for example, they sometimes teach that Black women have a higher tolerance for pain or they're less educated than white women. And, and this can impact the, the care that care providers um, give them. So... Some suggestions that have been made by health experts, you know, for shifting this major issue include improving health programs um, that largely serve communities of color, like Medicaid, um, the Children's Health Insurance Program, eliminating something called maternity care deserts. And what these are are counties where there is no access or limited access to maternity care. Um, meaning that women that live in these maternity care deserts don't receive proper maternity care or have to travel really long distances, sometimes at significant cost, to, to seek adequate care. Um, another potential thing that can help is building a more diverse workforce in maternity care. I think this is a big one, you know, specifically creating programs to support Black women in becoming midwives and becoming OBGYNs. And, and this can lead to more culturally competent health care. Um, addressing racism and implicit bias. bias in maternity care is crucial. Getting Black women better access to mental health services. You know, and above all, what needs to happen is that the, the healthcare system needs to acknowledge what a major issue racism can be in the care that they provide to Black women and their babies.
You know, racism in healthcare is it's so serious that that the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the American Medical Association has labeled it a public health threat. That's how bad it is. Um, and there, one small win, <laughs> a tiny a little win um, in California was the passing of the California Dignity in Pregnancy and Childbirth Act. And this act, it aims to reduce pregnancy-related preventable death, serious illness, and associated health disparities um, by addressing bias in the healthcare system. And this act requires healthcare centers um, provide perinatal care um, or centers that provide perinatal care to offer an evidence-based implicit bias program for staff um, that provide perinatal care. Um, and the requirement, they also require that they have to do a refresher course every two years. And the course that is taken, it has to cover unconscious bias and misinformation, power dynamics, impact of historical oppression of minority communities, and local perspectives on uh, provider community relations. Something else that has been a, a step in a good direction, uh, the March of Dimes, they've trained 15,000 healthcare workers in, in how to acknowledge the, the many ways women of color are, are treated differently and, and learn to change the harmful practices. Um, and then there is the, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. They have an initiative where they have women of color share what respectful care would look like for them. Um, so this information can then be shared with hospital staff. What, what a novel idea, right? Asking the women that are receiving this poor care what it, what it would look like to have better care. You know, let's go straight to the source and ask them how we can do better. Um, and then on a big scale, there is the the Black Maternal Health Momnimbus Bill. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and what this is, it is a set of 12 bills that would coordinate and fund federal programs that ensure that all pregnant people, all pregnant people have access to housing, transportation, food, quality health care, and other essentials during pregnancy and, and beyond, you know, into motherhood. Um, and there is a really great nonprofit. I'm going to include this in the show notes. Um, the Uzazi Village, U Z A Z I Village, and this is a nonprofit that works to increase maternal and infant health for for Black and Brown communities. They also employ doulas who um, help to advocate for Black mothers in medical in medical settings. Um, and again. These are all very, you know, worthy organizations, initiatives to support. They'll all be listed in the show notes along with, with, other, with other ones because I do think that this is a crucial issue. You know, even if it does not impact you directly, um, this is something that I believe we should all be upset about and we should all be making moves to, to change because every woman, every baby – in this country deserves to, to feel and be safe during the process of, of pregnancy, childbirth, early motherhood. And it is not okay that, that women, so many women of color do not feel safe. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right. Love you. 
Are you newly pregnant and overwhelmed by the prospect of navigating this journey? Are you hoping to find calm, empowerment, and transformation, but don't know how to make that happen? Enter the book, Feng Shui Mommy, Creating Balance and Harmony for Blissful Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Motherhood. This book is a holistic companion for pregnant women who wish to awaken their spirit, harness the true potential of their mind, and nourish their body before, during, and after childbirth. This book provides in-depth guidance through all four trimesters, offering specific suggestions for mind, body, and spirit nourishment. It allows mothers to welcome delight and curiosity into the journey while embracing each phase with purpose and calm, and even a sense of fun. You can get your copy from Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa.